Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What is up, y'all? Happy New Year. It's Morgan here, and this is the first Best Bits, Just the Bits of 2023. So excited to be here with y'all and hanging out this weekend. I've got a lot of things to talk about, especially because this was our first week back after our holiday break, and there's a lot that we did. So let's get into it. Coming in at that number seven spot, it's the new year, which obviously means some resolutions from everyone on the show. We shared what we hope to do in 2023, and we discussed some potential other options if you don't want to do a resolution. So here it is in case maybe you have a similar resolution or word to one of us, or maybe you have a totally different one and you can share it with us. Number seven. New year, new you, everybody? Yeah, new year, new me. New year, new you? (laughs) That's right. What are we doing? What are we setting as our goal this year? Or what's your word? Or what's Everybody's got a different strategy, how they take on a new year. I'd like to hear what it is. What is your resolution, if that's where you want to go? Amy, I'm going to you. Trying is cool. Okay. Because I'm going to try to try some things I love this it. year. Meaning, uh, this is what I'm interpreting, you're going to do things badly. Yeah. Love and, it. and that's okay. And you got to do things badly sometimes least... to do things middly than to do things good. Yeah. That's, that is being vulnerable. That's taking a risk. And it's also knowing you can't get great at something unless... You spend some time investing in yourself doing it, and that comes with a lot of struggle. Good for you. I love it. That's a good one. You're trying. What try, was it again? Trying is cool. Trying, trying is, cool. is cool. Yeah. It is cool. Trying is cool. It is. Try. I try all the time. It, don't, it doesn't work out. But you never hear about those, right? People should, and I wrote my second book, Fail Until You Don't, mostly on that premise that if you go and you bomb out on something, and you're just like, I'm embarrassed, and nobody else even knows, or they're so self-absorbed, they don't, they don't notice or care. I mean, think about the last time you really messed something up. You know it, but think about the last time you were you saw somebody mess up a speaking deal or fail at something. A bit. You, you've already forgotten about oh, it. Oh, yeah. So just know you have the freedom that nobody's going to remember you messing up. So go and do it. Go fail miserably. And then if you're like, wow, I really think I could do better and I could achieve that because I've learned a lot, keep doing it. And if not, move on without the fear of people going, oh, that's all, that's all Eddie. You know, he, he failed. Mm-hmm. He started a taco stand. He failed. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, by the way, though. You didn't, but, but I would. you probably would. Yes. Yeah. You start and fail. That's right. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, Everyone that's, that's won't forget that's about that's it. Okay. Get it. Get it, Amy. 
What, like, what are you going to try at? What's the well, thing? I, I told y'all, you know, last year when I was taking acting lessons that a goal was to audition for things, which I, it, you know, it's not going to happen right here at the first Stop of the year. Stop being embarrassed talking about your desire, your dreams. Don't be embarrassed. I feel I, you being embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Okay. You should I, just say it. Okay. So my acting coach is we're going to actually do some taping, which we've never done, where I film myself. And then we'll see about opportunities to maybe audition for something specifically and send that tape Let's off. Let's go. Okay, and so great. It's Be on proud our- that you are attempting. Because mm-hmm. most people don't have the courage to even attempt. So no more hesitancy about talking about it because you're embarrassed about what, what we're going to react to. Okay? Okay. We're still going to make fun of you, but that's what we do on this show just generally. <laughs> Yeah. Because we don't you only you make fun of like your people. Yeah, your So friends. we're gonna have a good time with it, but just know in our hearts, everybody except for Lunchbox is rooting for you. Oh yeah. I, I know. But that's just because he's an actor too, I think. He's and... never had a role. <laughs> I have. Where? Uh Friday Night Lights. You were an extra <laughs> and they took you out. No, no, I, I was still in it. No, they ripped your they dubbed part. over my voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> Bad Out of Hell. I've had a couple roles. But Bad Out of Hell, what'd they do with your voice? They silenced it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. They took uh, my lines away. Yeah. I like you. I'm rooting for you too. You're just mean to her about that. So, you know. That's okay. Lunchbox, she was mean to me. You're good. No, no. Your goal resolution for the year become a millionaire. Okay. You know what? That's doable. Why do you laugh? I, I, I see, didn't, no, no, I didn't no, laugh. Amy at laughed all. right away. You said, don't mean mean to her. And the first thing I said was become a millionaire. And she scoffed. You're going to do that this no, year, though? No, scoff is. <laughs> You're going to do that this year. It, yeah. is, it was funny for you to say that. I'll admit yeah, too. I laughed. Yeah, I laugh because it's. It. Are you close to being a millionaire? No. Okay, right. And so, do you have a plan? What? Not business. Right. So <laughs> if, let's say you started a great business. Yeah. You still this year, it's gonna, you're not gonna, it's not going to happen this year. You don't know that. You're right. <laughs> you I'm could just, get bought out. But no, you still you have to build it <laughs> to oh, a point. Oh, okay. But you, you hopefully you get one of those businesses that rockets like, boom. Like, what Usually do you say? it takes more than a year even Sky then. Skyrockets. Skyrockets. Mm-hmm. I love it. Hey, set your dreams high. Yeah. I Go mean, what, what if, if that, your goals are the stars and you end up in the clouds, that's still a win, baby. Yeah. What if I, you know, have a business opportunity to invest in something and all of a sudden it just... Like you still won't case. get it back in a year. Oh, like what if I get twenty percent for ten thousand dollars? Okay, I don't know. The dr- okay, oh, you know what? Do you have ten thousand dollars to give? I can take a loan. <laughs> oh okay, so good for you. Your goal is to become a millionaire this year. This year, twenty twenty three. I joined the Millionaires Club. Like when they put out the, you know, oh, they million- don't do that. <laughs> millionaires Club. But they do, do have billionaires. They don't do a millionaires. Okay, do we need to define what makes you a millionaire? Does it mean you, you got have a million dollars in your pocket? In the bank. In your pocket? You're going you- to withdraw it all? But what if you Heck spend yeah. some and you have 900? If I become a millionaire, I am taking it all out of the bank and taking a picture of it on the bedroom floor. So. What? Let me ask this. Are you a millionaire if you have a million bucks in assets, including your house, your right. car, or is it- Well, I don't think the ultimate's worth a million. Okay, but I'll add it up. Or is it cash? Cash. You have to have a million think, bucks in cash. Right? I think you could claim it if you claim your house, too. No, I think I think I got to go cash. Okay, good for you. Hey. I'm a, I'm a- Yeah, because I don't own my house. Like, I can't- Like, I'd have to- Like, I own money. But you money. have some equity, though. You own yeah. your house. No, yeah. I don't- No, I do not. He's, he's mad at you. Okay, wow, like right. like, do, it, like if you... I stop paying today, guess what? I don't own it. Well, that's true. So I do not own that sucker. <laughs> but you own, you have equity. I own the Ultima, no doubt. Eddie, but, what's your goal? What's yeah. your dream for 2023? Okay. Hear me out. And Morgan oh, gave me this idea. Amazing. And because I don't really think of myself ever. So I'm going to buy myself more things. So Morgan was like, if you can buy whatever, what Heck would you buy? Heck of a goal, buddy. Dude, and so I'm like, I don't really buy anything. The only thing I pay for is my golf. 
or if I get like beer or wine from the grocery store. It That's like it. Stuff you buy for yourself. Yeah, so, so, those so, two things. So if I want a one boat, one of them's like food. I'm gonna go buy a boat. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna buy. A, so your goal is to buy a boat this year? No, but if I want to, I These will. Guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? So his his goal is to be more selfish. So like if I'm at the store and I see shoes, I always be like, no, I don't need shoes. I'm not buying those. But this year. If I like shoes, I'm going to be like, those are mine. I'll buy them. Oh, Can I ask you a question? I like this. This What's is a great per, financial like planning. A personal question about What's this. Up? What's up? My, what I would deduce. I love this. Is that you don't get the shoes because you go, I like the shoes, but based on our budget with four kids. Yeah, that's what I said I last year. Though. But I can't get the shoes <laughs> because of the bank account. Yeah, but screw the bank account It's not just a year. personal thing on you just being so selfless. Hmm. It's a, probably a, a decision based on financials. Bobby, he never thinks of himself. I, I don't, man. I'm, no, I no, don't. No, but I'm at, talking about the shoes. So are you just saying you've always had the money to buy the shoes and you choose not to? Oh, I, I got money to buy shoes. I'm just like, I have four kids. Let's they, they want a lot of stuff. Let's focus on them. So I always say, no, 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 I don't need the shoes. It's fine. I'm not going to get them. This year, though, I'm going to buy the shoes. But do you now, want shoes or a boat? Both. Oh. But will wow. your kids have to sacrifice? Well, they have I, shoes. Hey, we'll figure that out when I buy the boat. You know what I mean? I, I just mean- Is your goal to buy a boat? Let's just say that's my goal. Let's go. Let's buy a boat. Then I got a boat, kind of. So, so yeah, so that means we're going to split it. No. Our wives have already talked about it. I'm, I'm not splitting anything with you. <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude, if we had a boat, that would be the best year ever. So this just turned into- Yes, hey, I, got, I got roped into yeah, this yeah, buying this, half a boat. This turned into, Bobby's going to buy a boat and I'll, you know- that's what it would be in yes. the end. I'd hey, buy the whole boat. New year, new us, bud. Okay, your goal is to be more selfish. A little bit more selfish. Okay. Let's get that boat. I like it. We'll, we'll come back in a minute and we'll get to me, Ray Mundo, <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> I just have to stop on that one. Uh, think about it, though. No, I did. Okay. That's why I have to stop. <laughs> Jeez, man. Uh, Morgan, <laughs> what is your resolution, your goal? What are you doing here? So, my, you know how people do the year of yes? I'm going to do the year of doing. Like, if somebody asks me to go on a trip, I'm going to go on the trip. If somebody asks me to go out on a weeknight, I'm going to go out. I am I took all of 2022 to relax and, like, focus. So next year, I'm going to just do everything. Not all yeses because, you know, I still have to work. I have mm-hmm. to make sure I'm still a good person. You're going to make an effort to make yourself available and to experience things that maybe you wouldn't have before. Yes. You're not going to make as many excuses to not go experience things. Yes. And and sometimes I'm a little like too logical, so I'm going to be a little pull back on that logic and kind of just have some fun. I like it. Raymundo, our audio producer, what do you think there, buddy? Yeah, so mine is more outdoors, less apartment floors. <laughs> just because I go back to my roots, I mean, my parents at times would just kick us outside. I wouldn't be inside an entire Saturday. Now I find myself, I'll be like, oh, Really, Baser? It was sunny today? I had no idea. I wasn't even outside. I'll go days without even going outside because we park in a garage. I go to my apartment. It's covered. Boom. Inside, I'm never outside. There's a great benefit in walking places, throwing a football, doing stuff outdoors. So that's it. I like that Ray goes Johnny Cochran on everything. Mm. If the glove don't fit, you must have quit. Yeah, he rhymes it all. <laughs> go outdoors. Don't eat on the floor. What was it again? Outdoor, More outdoors, less apartment floors. I like it. Good. Yeah. Uh, Mike D, our head writer, writes all the games. Mr. I mean, he's the, the, my backbone. Mike, what do you have? I'm trying to make a new friend this year. Like, outside of people. Am, am I not good enough? Aww, I get offended. Mike. Well, I just find that I have some interests that none of you guys are into. I like going to punk shows. I like going to watch horror movies. I would like to have somebody else that also enjoys those things. That kind of person's like a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. It's not. Stashira. You can hang with <laughs> the her. The dark web. That's where you find those. That is where you find it. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, you go to those places. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I like it. Find a new friend. Yeah. 
One? Just one. Just need one. How do you plan to find a... Because f- it's hard as an adult. Yeah, I've tried that BFF Bumble before, but that felt weird. You're, you're, are you kidding me? <laughs> it does. It is weird. It feels like you're trying to date a guy. Yeah, I was I like, know. I like this guy. Wait. Am I trying to go on a date with him? <laughs> Bones, you've done this too? Um, BFF Bumble? Yeah. No, but I have was interested in checking it out, but I felt like too, there were dudes on there to date. Huh. They were using it to date. And I was like, no, 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 I'm trying to be your friend. So I didn't really. But I did because I have trouble making friends and have always um, have. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. What do, you, what do you do? If you're into like weird stuff like you, what do you do to go meet other weird people? I guess add a concert, strike up a Maybe conversation. A punk, yeah, yeah, that's tough. Maybe we just but it's so loud. do a segment and make Mike a friend. Mm. That'd be nice. But people don't listen to punk and do, they don't listen to our show. You don't know that. Maybe there's someone out I there. Know. All right, Mike, good luck. I'm making a friend. Okay. Uh, here's mine. My goal, my resolution this year is to actually occasionally be bored. Because I run so tight all the time. Schedule, how much can I get in? I am not able to cultivate anything creative if I am always pressed. It's hard for me to be always pressed creatively, too. Like, I'm schedule, time. Okay, I got to get this done. And I can do it, and I can function at a pretty high level. But if I'm bored, man, that's when the good stuff, that's when the stuff that gets me in trouble, which is the best to hear, happens. Yeah. So my goal is to be bored a little bit this year. Because I'm never bored because I always am like, got to do the next thing. And I got so much planned. So how are you going to do that? You're going to clear your schedule up I a little am, more? I am. And I'm going to make sure that nobody puts anything in these spots. He calendar blocks his boredom. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's exactly it. I have That's... to because if I don't, it'll never happen. Mm-hmm. So is it like from four to five, bored? Be bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, and does that mean we can't play Madden? We can't do anything? You just no, have to sit there no, and stare no. at the it's wall. It's me hanging out with really nothing to do. Okay. Getting burned out on the... The Madden, the books, the whatever I do that's my leisure, I need to get bo- burnt out on that. Okay. So my goal is to be bored. Last year, my goal was to play golf. And you did I that. Did. I did. We yeah. did a lot. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I have to find, even the doctor's like, yo, you're going to pop. So that's the deal. Okay. Um, is, are you worried about getting in trouble? No, I told my wife. So when you, yeah, don't commit crimes, man, because when people no, get bored. No, because you said commit... when you're bored, that's when you get in trouble. Oh, I get in trouble on the show and I go bosses. <laughs> yeah. and I think of these crazy ideas. We rob stores. We... <laughs> that's where my brain yeah. is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my best creative self. So my, mine's to be bored. <laughs> All right. Happy New Year, everybody, from the Bobby Bone Show. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan number two. We got an update from Lunchbox because before the holiday break, he had put a wish list up on an angel tree. Yes, that angel tree. He wanted someone to adopt him and buy him all the Christmas gifts. It was very controversial. We got a lot of calls, a lot of emails, all the things about this segment. People were not happy. And we didn't think it was a good idea either. I will put that out there and say. But he gave us an update this week. Coming back from the break, he got a gift in the mail. It wasn't from the tree. Somebody didn't adopt him from the tree, but somebody sent him a gift off that wish list. And you can hear what all happened and how excited he was. Number six. On the phone, Ruth in Alabama. Ruth, what's going on? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. Happy New Year, y'all. Thank you. You too. Um, I don't want to bring up a sore subject, but I was wondering, did Lunchbox get his wish from the angel tree? Great question. Because in like a month, I would have remembered that and been like, oh, I need to check him with Lunchbox. Great. I'm glad you asked that. So the quick setup is before the break, Lunchbox told us he wanted to make one of those angels and have someone adopt his angel so he could get some watch he wanted. 
Some Garmin running watch? Yeah, it was like a 700 solar. It was like 800 bucks. Amazing. You Best said it was, so it doesn't sound like you got it. Best running watch on the market, <laughs> and I mean, I signed up for it, and I all the reviews were glowing. You signed up for it. Like, how did you apply to be an angel? You just go up there and fill out some information, put it on the tree. Someone can adopt you. And I'm sad to report that no one adopted me from that program. But why are you saying it weird? Because did they from the but, program? But I don't know who it was. Someone They didn't get me the solar one, but they mailed me a running watch here to the studio. And I got a package. See, this is just, guys, this is promoting him begging for no, stuff. No, no, I, I, no, no. And it said, Merry Christmas from a B-teamer. That's all it said. Didn't have a name. I unwrapped it when I came to the studio, and I unwrapped it yesterday, and I now have a running watch. Let me tell you what kind of – it's a uh, – hold on, hold on. I, I had to download an app to link care. it to my phone. It's mm. called a Koros 2. It's it, awesome. We have to stop begging for stuff on air. It's like when Lunchbox did his list. He wanted his list. What do they call it? Clear the list. Oh, clear, clear the, the list. list. Teachers cleared their list, so he made a list. And we're like, you can't do that on the air, but it was for groceries and stuff for his house. Yeah, and they and, sent it. And them. listeners cleared his list. Yeah, I got the Koros Pace 2 is what I got. Whoever sent it to me, I want to say thank you for being an angel out there this holiday season. I, I, I really, I'm going to use it. I'm going to run with it. Can't wait. I'll, I'll bring it in. I'll show you guys tomorrow my new watch. Oh, cool. I'll bring it. Koros Pace 2. Pace 2. It's okay. Yeah. And Bobby, when you say we, you mean him. Right. Yes, he's the only one that begs for stuff. Oh, right. no, I'm not the only one. Hey, Lunchbox, just let's see how much that thing cost. Yeah, I do. Hundred, how much? Hundred, hundreds of dollars. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, you know he Googled it right away. <laughs> he took it Absolutely. To the shop. How much can I get for this? <laughs> can I put this toward a Garmin? <laughs> I mean, it was really cool. It came in a nice black box, oh. and it was like, whoa. Oh, man. Uh, Ruth, that's what. Uh, that's what's up. Yeah. He did not get adopted as an angel, but he also took advantage of it and got a free watch. No, no, I didn't. Someone... Felt like I deserved it and mailed it to the studio. What do you want to say, Ruth? Anything? I just don't think he should have done that. I think he should. Hey, it. Ruth, were you the one that sent it? Thank you, Ruth. I really appreciate I don't it. Think I it can't was Ruth. say it's a secret. <laughs> hey, Ruth, have a great day. You too. All right. She's, she's like me, disappointed. <laughs> yes. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I love hearing dad stories, especially when they come from Eddie, and they are hysterical. And that's what happened with this one. Eddie shared a story of being in a Christmas drive through light spectacular with his family, and one of his kids really had to go to the bathroom, so he gave him a cup, and well, he did not make it in the cup. So the pee went everywhere in the car. Yeah, that happened. I'm going to let Eddie tell you that story, and you're going to get a good laugh out of this one. Number five. We have a segment called Eddie the Dad. All right, what happened? Okay, so we were going to one of these, like, uh, Dancing Lights of Christmas. It's a trail where all the cars go in one way, and you look at all these Christmas lights. Now, once you get in this line, there's no moving. Like, there's no going back. There's a car behind you, car in front of you. And in the middle of this thing, my seven-year-old, he goes, I got to pee. Guys, I, I really got to go. And I'm like, we, we can't do anything. We can't go anywhere. So I start quick thinking, Dad, you know, I'm like, all right, you know what we can do? I'll turn the lights off in the car, make sure nobody looks. And here's a cup. I had an empty cup. I said, just pee in the cup. No one will look. No one look at him, okay? All right. He's like, oh, thank you. So I give him the cup. I hear peeing. It's happening. And he's like, oh, okay. Three minutes later, he's like, Dad, thank you so much. I needed that. Hands me the cup. The cup is empty. Not one drop of pee in the cup. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Turn the lights on. Where did it go? And I look back, and it's all over the carpet. Like, he, and the way he, like, gave me the cup, I was like, oh, Dad, you're a lifesaver. Thank you for the cup. What was the cup for? Did you he, never peed in there. Did he miss? He missed completely. It was dark. That's true. <laughs> the light was off. What do you expect? The guy can't see. <laughs> I mean, if you're a parent, you would think this is hilarious. Yes, did you happens. laugh? Of course we, I'm not at the moment. I'm like, oh, great. He peed in my car. Then after, I mean, I've told the story hundreds of times to family members. It's so great. Did the car smell like pee? 
Oh, uh, yeah. You, uh, dude, it, it, he had to go bad. And he does, was peeing probably. for three minutes, Bones. I heard it. <laughs> uh, so. See, that's what I mean. That's a tough one. Dude, that is the life of being a dad. Your poor wife. Yeah. It's her and five Dudes, dudes. Yeah. I mean, we fart. Of all ages. We're smelly. Uh, The kids, they laugh at every wiener joke. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just all dudes in there. We do have a girl dog, but she says that's not the same. No. It is not, yeah. (laughs) All right, that's Eddie the Dad. (laughs) Hey, quick question. The Laker Bones, the team that you're coaching, the basketball team that I sponsor, but you coach, Mm -hmm. when is the championship trophy? When are we doing that? I mean, it, it will it will be like in March, but I don't think we're gonna get that thing. I thought you said you guys were really good. That's dude, why I was sponsoring the team. We 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 were we were one and zero first game. After that, I had to go out of town for two games. Dude, we haven't won since. Like we're terrible. We're bad. I cannot get the team together. I'm looking to sell the team, guys. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm looking to sell the team. Will you trade me as a coach? <laughs> it's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. The holiday break, as far as traveling went, was pretty difficult for a lot of people on our show. Mike D was one of them. He had several flight cancellations and ended up having to road trip back to Nashville from Texas. And so because of that, he got interviewed by a bunch of news outlets about his story and being one of the people that got their Southwest flight canceled and had to deal with the after effects of that. And well, Lunchbox was very jealous that Mike D not only made it on one news outlet, but four different news outlets for his story. Number four. Lunchbox, one of your dreams has been to make the news. You spent all 2022 trying to make the news. I would do different things, tried everything, never made the news. People didn't care. I don't know what the problem was. News doesn't know a good story when they hear one. I would even call the news and suggest myself for the news. Like this guy went into a subway shop and bought one person a sandwich. (laughs) And no takers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You went to the diamond mine. You didn't find a diamond. Didn't find a diamond. other people did. Yep, they, they did a the story news. on those stupid people. Well, because they found a diamond. Like, okay. he would try to tip the news off about things he was doing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that is, I mean, that's your goal in life is to be on the news. It's a pretty cool thing. So Lunchbox wants to be on the local news. He's just dying to be on the news. That being said, it wasn't planned, but Mike D was all over the local oh news during God. the break. Did that irritate you before we get you into it? You want to talk about ruining my time off. <laughs> I log on to Twitter to see Mike D posting news clips about himself, and I'm like, what the crap does the news care? All you did was miss an airplane flight. Big freaking deal. Like, And then like four different news outlets was cover all over. it. And I'm like, all he did was miss a flight, so he had to drive a car. Guess what? I drove a car. So did I. <laughs> I drove a car the whole vacation. No one did a news story on that. Mike, I was smart. Mike drove like 14 hours or so? Yeah. Wow, guess what? So did I. <laughs> Across the country? Yes, I drove from here to Austin to did Houston you miss your flight? to back. No. Oh. You know what oh, I did? Okay, well, that's the story. That, that, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was smart and planned ahead and relied on the good old no. American automobile. Okay, Dad. <laughs> okay, so uh, Mike D., our head writer. Uh, known you as don't Mo- even want to hear about it. Movie Mike, Quiet Mike, Emo Mike. News Mike. Oh, don't wow. say wow. that. Yeah. News Mike. News Mike. Mike, how did you end up getting on the news? Where did the start? So I just tweeted it. My flight from San Antonio to Nashville got canceled, and I just tweeted what was happening. And then all these people just started re- reaching out to me from news sources. What did you tweet? Like, we are d- delayed, canceled, and we're going to have to drive yeah, across I just the country? Said I got, my Southwest flight got canceled. Now I'm driving from San Antonio to Nashville. 
It'll be about a 14-hour drive. That's that it. Was a crazy that was it. Story. Oh, my goodness. He didn't even pursue it, Lunchbox, no. so I don't know why you're so mad. He didn't no. tag news. I want to talk to news directors at why that's a story. Guess he's, what? He there were thousands of people, so who cares? such a story. Four of them did it. Yeah. So, Mike, we have uh, clips of you on the news? Yeah, this is me on Fox 17 in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're even on the news here? Yeah, I did a, oh, I did a Zoom interview with Fox. Wow. Okay, here you go. And with an even further drive, Mike Distro found himself stuck in San Antonio, Texas. This after he says his flights were canceled twice by Southwest. They told us we couldn't get anything until Saturday. And I'm trying to get to a Dallas Cowboys game in Nashville on Thursday night. So I'm like, we got to get there. Distro says other airlines were way too expensive on such a short notice. But thankfully, he was able to get a rental car. So you drove it all the way across and you made the news. I saw you were on in San Antonio. You were on in Nashville. I posted some of his clips. Is there anything I'm missing here about the news? Yeah, that's all in four outlets. Two and wow. like different. He made the news. And, awesome. and he was Mike Distro in all of them. That's amazing. That's yeah. really cool. I mean, and all he did was drive a car. But he didn't ask he for was- it. He didn't solicit because he didn't want to cover me. Lunchbox. He was someone that they could actually talk to that was affected. Guess what? By People get stranded all the time. So next time no. my flight gets canceled, they better do a news story. Not like this. This was crazy. No, next time your flight gets canceled. Call them and tip them off. Uh-huh. I'm like, hey, my flight got canceled or my flight's delayed 30 minutes. You better do a news story. You Why should you, say I'm walking home. Why are you jealous? Because I do like good things, like save lives and like yeah, buy that. sandwiches. And Mike, he gets in a car and drives. Guess what? A lot of people drive. We drive all the time. I drove to work today. He had the whole, I got to get back for the Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. Like there was an angle. Oh, like, I had to get back for work. Okay. And I made it. But you were, right. You're such a hater. Hey, Mike, good job, buddy. Thank yeah. you. I'm intrigued. I'd like to see the rest of the special. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you Mike know what it D. is. <laughs> well, Lunchbox, now you know. Post up I on Twitter. I knew it drive him crazy. I knew it would drive him crazy. Post your things on But he didn't take anything from you, right? Let's just get this straight. He took nothing from you. Well, why didn't they call me up? Hey, are you driving back? <laughs> yep, I'm driving, man. I got an automobile well, built up on gas. Either, out of nowhere. Like when the when the gas prices are lower. Oh, yeah, that's why we decided to drive. Gas prices are lower, filled up the tank. What about riding your bike to work because the gas prices got they high? Didn't, they never did a story on but that. You should have called and pitched it. Didn't think about that. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Do that. Call him now. I will. I'll call like, him. I ride, the bi- I ride my bike in the winter mm. because I'm still saving money for gas prices. And cool. see if they want to do a story. And a feature, an expose. All mm. right, got it. Okay, good. There you go. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Coming back from holiday break means some holiday stories. Amy shared that she had her worst traveling experience ever. And if you're following her on Instagram, you probably saw some of that happen. But she shared the details of it, what all went down. Eddie also had a not so great holiday experience with his family getting sick. And then Bobby shared notes from his holiday break of all the things that they did, things they watched. So we got a lot of holiday updates for you right now. Number three. You guys both saw the same celebrity. Who'd you see? Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, that's cool. Where'd you see him? I saw him from the back right when I walked out of the airport, and I saw this blonde hair. Look at that lady. She's (laughs) wearing a vest, and that's (laughs) no, like all black. And I knew, I knew right away. And I I thought that's Dog the Bounty Hunter. So I got on my phone, and he was just standing there. And I thought I should go over and just say, "Hey, dog, let's take a selfie." But I just filmed him from afar, and then his black car pulled up to pick him up, and I was like, "Dang, missed my shot." Oh well, by himself. No, well, some, some lady, lady was with him. I think he's married. You do? Um, yeah. Maybe that was her. And you saw him too? I saw a Dog the Bounty Hunter. But you guys didn't see each other? No, it's weird. And I guess you saw him in the same place, Amy, because I was picking up my parents at the airport. And what I saw was Dog, this lady, standing with probably six or seven bags on yep. a cart. Mm-hmm. And That's he nice. was waiting for his ride. Bones, I was two seconds away from being like, 
Roll the window down. Hey, dog, you need a ride? <laughs> but That would have been a great story. That would have been amazing. But, you know, I didn't have room because I was about to pick up my parents. Yeah. Your anyway. parents would have understood. <laughs> they had a couple days to be here. Yeah. Any idea what he was doing here? No. No clue. Man, that'd have been a cool one to see because you know for sure it's him. Oh, yeah. It, oh yeah. And it's funny. Like, uh, celebrities, they go in disguise. They wear hats. Not dog, dude. He wore his sunglasses, the ones he always wears, the mullets out. It was dog. That's fun. The travel situation was a nightmare for a lot of people. We're lucky that we didn't have to go anywhere far because our whole circle is Nashville to near Tulsa down to central Arkansas back to Nashville. So although it's annoying to drive nine hours on one of those legs, it's never more than that. So we could drive it. Yeah. But the ice storm, the computer breakdown in Southwest, it was just miserable. People got trapped all over the place. You got trapped. Oh, it's the worst travel experience of my entire life. And I've traveled in multiple third world countries. So I, I'm telling you, I, I cried b- so many times. So what happened to you though? Like, so you just tried to fly out and your flight was canceled? On the way there, it was bad. I left the day Nashville was like negative one degrees or something and it was snowing. I'm surprised. And I had a morning flight. Surprised I made it to the airport. I get to the airport. Everything seems like on time, but we sit at the terminal for two hours, like at the gate for two hours. And then they're like, all right, you're going to be able to board, but use the bathroom now because the toilets are frozen and you're not going to be able to use all of them. And I was like, what? <laughs> I thought they stopped flights if the bathroom was broken. Same, but I think they had to just keep moving, you know, frozen. They did that thing I do to you guys when it's like, move on, guys. They roll their finger like, <laughs> yeah. guys, you got to move on. Let's go get the plane going. Yeah, frozen toilet water, fine. So everybody's going to the bathroom. So we go to the bathroom, but then we board the flight and we sit on the tarmac for over two hours. And oh. I'm like, well, anybody oh, that two hours? Right. And then we're going to be in the air for over two hours. I'm like, so much for that bathroom break. And you were going to Colorado I was going to, Denver. to your family. Yeah, okay, Denver. And then a different flight to get to Durango, which is a smaller town. Well, I get stuck in Denver because I met my two hours on the tarmac. But you I got missed. up after the two hours. Wow. Surprised. Got, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so it was a four hour wait to, in total. And then when I landed in Denver, I'd missed my connector. And so they had to like get my baggage from going to the other city. And so I wait in a line for like an hour and a half. For them to tell me they have my luggage. No worries. Okay, great. When can I have it? They're like eight to 10 hours. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) You're telling me my luggage is here at the airport? So it was crazy. And then I had no flight out. Nothing was canceled. So my uh, my brother-in-law drove five hours to Denver to pick me up and then five hours back. We spent the night at a, it was. He drove five hours to pick you up? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really that was also oh, when nice I, and his dad even had volunteered because my the rest of my family was already in Colorado. They'd been there like two or three days, well three three days before me. So I it's just a mess. And then were people rude to the people working there that had nothing to do with the delays? Yes, some people were so kind and that was cool to see. And then other people were a nightmare. And I thought this person working here at the airport, this is not their fault. You need to stop yelling at them. Yeah. But I was proud of some of the airport people standing up for themselves. They were like, you have no idea. We're understaffed. So many. I mean, but they kind of said it in a kind way, but firm, like have, have, have some respect. We're doing the best that we can. They didn't break it. They, yeah, they didn't cause it. You're I just mean, looking to take out your frustrations on something or somebody. Right. Just go to the corner and cry like Pete. I did. Oh, yeah, cry. And then go to the <laughs> airport bar. Oh, okay, but like you did? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I did all those things. And that was just on my way there. The way home was worse. Yeah, there's a whole, I want, I want to get to that too, but I want to go to Eddie who also, because both of you guys had terrible holidays as yeah. far what happened to you? So we were supposed to go to Texas the first part of our break and the night before we're packing, 
my little boy gets sick, the baby, the three-year-old, he gets sick, he starts throwing up, and we're like, it's okay, you know, if he gets sick, we'll give him a little medicine, we'll get uh, get on the flight. Well, at three o'clock in the morning, we all get sick. I can hear everyone in the house going, Bleh! Oh, no. So the whole family got sick. We had to postpone our trip to Texas, but my wife and the baby never got better. So we got to Texas. We had to go to urgent cares over and over. How did you get there? Did you drive or fly? We flew. And you got there okay? We got there okay because this was early. Now, we try to fly back on Christmas Eve. That's when the delays started happening. Were you sick the whole time? Because you're at somebody else's house, like in-laws or something? We were at my in-laws' house. And your wife was sick the whole time? She was sick the entire time, and the baby was sick the entire time. And then some of the other family members started to get sick. So now they're just like, oh my gosh, you came and you got us sick. And we're like, I don't know what to do. That's a miserable few days. When you're somewhere else and you're not feeling good, Uh, because it sucks to be home, but at least you're in your own stuff. You can fart in your own covers. Right. No, we were in somebody else's house. You're somewhere else's That's, oh. Oh, and Eddie got on the, you guys got on the plane sick with other, oh, that is. Oh. No, no, we had waited two hours that where we thought we were better. I was 100% better. All my other kids were better, but my little baby was still feeling sick, and my wife was like, oh, I'm just a little nauseous. I'm fine. But she was just probably playing strong because she's a strong strong wife, yes. strong person. Oh. Yes, and we had to get down there. Like, we wanted to spend Christmas oh, with our man. family. So you get there. And then you have to get back. Was there an issue with getting back? So, yes. So when we're flying back, there was delays, about four-hour delay at the airport. So we're, we're flying back Christmas Eve. So we're thinking, oh, my gosh, we're going to like we're gonna get there really late. We had no groceries at the house. So sure enough, four hours we were late. We get to Nashville. We get to everything's closed. Grocery stores are closed. We have no food. We open the door to our house. The heater is broken. Oh, oh no. So the house is frozen. How cold was it in Nashville? I don't know. but it Negative was one. Negative one degrees. Guys, my toilets were frozen. The water in your toilet was frozen ice? It was ice, solid. <laughs> we're like, this is not good. So everybody's, anybody's still sick, by the way? Uh, yes, my wife is is still sick. She's still sick. She needs to go to the doctor once we get to Nashville, but the everything's closed. Are frozen. The house is cold. And I call someone. To, can we have someone look at the heater? Guys, we have no one. Christmas it's Eve. Christmas Eve. Wow. So we had to wait two days before anyone can come out and look How'd at the heater. How did you thaw the toilets? Uh, we didn't. We just, there was one toilet in the back of our house that was working. That was the only one. And that's the one we used. Wow. That's. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Terrible. And to make things worse, so once everything got heated up, we got back into life. My wife was, she was there was a Lego in the uh, garbage disposal. She was taking it out, and as her hands in the garbage no, disposal, no, 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 no. my baby flips oh, no. the switch oh, on. Oh, And no. she goes, oh, my gosh. She yanks her hat, oh. her head out, and the, the garbage disposal caught her nail. Oh. It was that close to chopping her finger off. Oh. I'm like, that would have been perfect. You know what? That would have been the perfect ending to this holiday break. Oh, that's oh. my... Worst, that one is of my worst, worst fears. Dude, it's awful. It was crazy. I'm oh. sorry that happened to you. You didn't it's deserve a, that. It's okay. We're, we're better now. Ugh. Well, and Amy would like to share the end of her story. <laughs> oh, no. Because I saw it on Instagram story and oh. I was really concerned for her because it looked bad. But so you guys were driving on the highway? Yeah, and the only reason why I was driving on the highway is because my Southwest flight got canceled home. <laughs> so then I had no other flight options, and I'm driving all over Colorado and New Mexico trying to just, I don't know, have a good time. <laughs> That's what you're doing? Having a good time? <laughs> trying to have a good time. <laughs> well, we were supposed to leave, but then my sister's like, well, we're going to go to Santa Fe. You want to come with us? Like, I'm like, something to do. hey, might as well, because yeah. then maybe we can get a flight out of Albuquerque. So... We go to Santa Fe and then boom, Southwest loads flights up again. Because for a day, it was just nothing was available. So we finally find a flight and then um, we're driving towards Albuquerque on the highway going 70 miles an hour. And I've never been in an accident on the highway before. Anything I've ever hit was a non-moving object. 
So this was really scary. A, a truck next to us, their tire, his tire blew out and he lost control. And other cars started reacting and everyone's like swerving. And one, we swerved because this car's coming towards us. And then we're thinking we're in the clear, but we're about to like hit a wall and everything is just happening so fast. And then in the rear view side mirrors, you can see the truck coming straight for us. So my brother-in-law is driving and he tries to gun it to speed up so the truck will miss us. And he almost made it, but the truck clipped the back rear passenger tire. And I don't know, it's a miracle we didn't spin out of control because the way it clipped, we should have like spun sideways. Um, Thankful for his driving skills, but the driver of the truck hit us, then hit the wall, bounced off of that, rolled across the three-lane highway and rolled into a ditch. Totaled his car, flipped. Yeah, and he was hauling a trailer and the... Stuff was everywhere. And I saw it all in my side mirror. I saw the truck just go. And I Mm. mean, once we got to where we could pull over, we could. And then my brother-in-law ran to the scene and some other people had pulled over. I got some DMs from listeners that are like, oh my gosh, I drove right by that. And we have a lot of listeners in New Mexico, by the way. They're very like, wow, cool. Thanks for coming to New Mexico. Which I was so thankful for the people that stopped. But then also the first responders, they were there so fast, which I thought was very impressive. And the guy crawled out. And that trailer looks demolished. Yeah. Yeah. Airbags, smashed stuff. Like he crawled out and he was like, fine. Did you watch him crawl out? No, I didn't. No, I personally had to stay back because I wasn't prepared. I, in my mind, I was thinking... I, I just started praying immediately, and then a few minutes went by, and I was like, okay, I think that I heard like Ben yell that it's okay, and then, so I just, that's when I just kind of, I recorded something, because I was so shaken, and I just wanted to like put out good energy and prayers and vibes, and I'm like, I think everything's okay, but I'm still waiting to hear, but in my mind, I was just picturing, I can't, if it's something bad, I personally can't handle seeing it. Um, my brother-in-law used to be an EMT, though, so he was, and he's actually, unfortunately, seen wrecks like that before and helped people. So he went straight in, and my son was trying to run after, and I'm like, stay back, because I didn't want him to see something traumatic. And the guy was okay. Happy holidays. It was <laughs> oh, a miracle. I'm so oh, thankful. Man. A lot of people struggle with the traveling. That story, that's really tragic, but he's okay. Which is, yes, yeah, I, I don't even know who miracle. he is. I yeah. mean, I guess we have the the crash number and the insurance stuff, but, ugh, man. Eddie's toilets were frozen, mm. and they had a house frozen for a couple of days. What'd you guys do, blanket up? Yeah, we wore all those, like, fuzzy, uh, how was that bear? You know, that big bear costume? Is that why like? you're wearing that costume? Yeah, because it was warm. It's hilarious. Warm. hilarious. <laughs> uh, Mike D. couldn't get back from San Antonio. They drove. Mike, how long was the drive home? 14 hours. Oh, my goodness. They, just, they were just like, we're going. Mm-hmm. So they just jumped. They packed some lunch in a tub and drove. And there it is. Oh. We dro- Again, we drove too, but we didn't have to get a flight because it was six hours from Central oh. Arkansas here. So thank goodness. But glad everybody's back. We're back. <laughs> we're po- we, we made it back. We're positive. <laughs> we're here. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. 
It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of my favorite people to come on the show and one of y'all's favorite, he was on our best bits of the year because his interview was so highly viewed and engaged with last year, but he came on to start off the new year this year. It's Jelly Roll. He stopped by and he performed his song, Son of a Sinner, which so good. But on top of that, again, just an incredible interview for a second time. It wasn't just like a one-off, oh, that was really good. No, Jelly Roll is just an awesome person. He's so genuine and he has so many insane and fun and just crazy stories to share and he's great at telling them so without further ado it's jelly roll and amy's interviewing him number two hey jelly roll how's it going what's up hey i feel like we just saw you like not too long ago i know and i'm already back yes is it happening am i becoming a co-host of lunchbox gets the runs again do i get subbed in what's up basically but we've been waiting for you to come back on because Last time you were here, you talked about your life, your upbringing. I'm spending some time away. (laughs) And the Chrisleys are going to jail. Have you heard that? Breaks my heart. 
Well, do you have any advice for them? Yeah, you know, just one, their faith in God is going to be the most important thing in that situation. And two, make well of the time. Don't let the time make well of you. As weird as that sounds, it's kind of that easy, man. Go in there and make the best of it. It's it's actually, you know, when you get past everything else and you're stuck in that box, what you do with it is going to make makes makes men of people or women of people for sure. Yeah. You'll be all right. We'll be praying for you. I'll be writing you letters. You'll be emailing people and doing business. Prison, they're in federal prison. They're not going to be in a luxury camp. They'll be all right. They'll be eating steak and sushi and stuff probably. It'll be good. They'll be No, it won't be that good, but they'll probably be in a really, really nice spot. Yeah, we had someone call in that talked about the different locations they're going to, and yeah, it sounds like adult yeah. camp. I predict they'll have a big iPad, and you know, I think it'll be business. It still sucks. It's still, you know, it's still a fault in the system. But how important was it for you to get letters from people, or did you? I did, I did, and it was real important. Any of that stuff, anybody showing they care in that moment is awesome. You know, that's a moment where you need to feel like people care. So that's a cool thing. And I think that's one thing the Christies are seeing now is that people care. I've seen a lot of people in the community kind of stand up and rally. And, you know, you just never want to see nobody go to jail. Yeah. Free the Christies. Yeah. I'll be the first to say it. Free the real. I I feel like your life is so fascinating and interesting. And I love everything you're about and who you are and how you give back. Is there a Jelly Roll documentary in the future? I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Can I blow it? I guess I will. I don't know if I can say it. But we have partnered with ABC and we're shooting something. Okay. So we or do. I've, I've had a kid. It's like whatever. Blow it. Yeah, it's all right. Sue me. No. <laughs> well, we're obsessed with your song, Son of a Sinner. So we would love for you to play it for us now. I love it because last time we didn't get to sing. Okay. So, well then I mean, yes, people are gonna like love this performance. Y'all just go ahead and hit it. You just want us to sing it now? Yes, bring it. All right. It's Jelly Roll, that's my name. And this is his name's Casey. Casey on guitar. Casey on the- <laughs> This is son of a yeah. yeah. This is son of a sinner. Woo! Jelly roll. It is early. Yes, that is so good. And you're an amazing songwriter. And you wrote "Son of a Sinner" with Ernest, right? Yes, ma'am. Ernest and a lifelong friend of mine named David Ray. And so, how did all that come together? From East Nashville. What up, Eastside? Yeah. How does that? What what happened the day y'all wrote that? Yeah. So me and D Ray have been together a long time. Really good friends and. So I normally rent studios out for like three weeks at a time and just throw a party there for three weeks and just whatever comes of it's the album. And we were at the tail end of that party. So we were kind of hung over and just beat up. And Ernest was next to Sound Emporium getting ribs from Martins or something. And he was like, dude, are you over there? It's like Saturday, like 7 p.m. I'm like, yeah, he's like, I'm waiting on these ribs. The line's wrapped around the door. Let me come over and smoke one. I'm like, well, come on over, man. He comes over, and we had no intention of writing a song. You know, we just were just partying, and he picked up a guitar and went, and dude, we just kind of fumbled through it together for about 20 minutes. And Ernest stood up real abruptly in the middle of the song. I was like, oh my God, my ribs! I got to get them to my wife. You know what I'm saying? He just like wandered, just like disappears in the cloud of smoke he arrived in, and we finished the song. And I called him the next day sober-ish, and I was like, yo, this is really good, man. He was like, you did something with it? I was like, yeah, let me send over what I got. And then I called him and was like, I've never had a country song. Can you produce it? And he was like, yeah, I've never produced a country <laughs> song, but yeah. It's so good. And you recently sold out Bridgestone Arena. So what can someone expect from a Jelly Roll show? I can tell you this. The Bridgestone Arena is its own dynamite. 
that's best show ever. But any Jelly Roll show, you can count on it being a back row tent revival. It's going to be somewhere between a hip-hop show, a rock show, and a country show, and an old Southern Baptist tent revival. It's awesome. Um, also with the Bridgestone show, you know we ended up putting our money where our mouth was. Remember that conversation we had? I do. Quarter million dollars to the juvenile, building studios over there right now, doing the aftercare program. Yeah, which I was going to ask you, what's the coolest thing you've been able to do because of your career? Would it be stuff like that? It's going back to the juvenile. So last week, I got to go back to the unit that I spent 18 months of my life in when I was a child and look at that same cell I sat in. First time I've got to look at that in 22 years. Mm, And I expected to emotionally just lose it. Like I was just going to, I expected to cry. And I felt a feeling that I didn't even recognize the feeling because it was so new for me. Pride. I was so proud. I was like, dude, look at me, dude, standing in here with all this jewelry on, all these kids high-fiving me. They're so excited I'm here. And I was, I was them. I was literally right there in that cell. I thought I'd throw my whole life away. So many nights I cried in that cell. You're 16 years old looking at 30 years. Imagine that. They're trying to give you more time than you've been alive, you know? And I just got to look, man. Now I got to, We took them food on Thanksgiving, hung out with them. I go up once a week when I'm in town and just talk to them and try to love on them. When you were in there, was there anybody that would come and visit that gave you that hope? No, I think that's why I wanted to do it. So the Gideons would come, and they were good people, man, but they would just slide a Bible under the door, you know? And I just you don't relate to a 77-year-old man with a tie when you're a 15-year-old, you know, delinquent. So I hope that maybe what we're doing over there and the uh, youth impact outreach program that Robert Sherrill has and him going there every week is, is gives them something they can relate to. What is one of the coolest things you've been able to celebrate with? Now you do give back, but what have you done for yourself? Like, is it buying something or buying something for your loved ones? I know your mom listens to the show, so maybe we just give her a shout out. What's too. up, mom? I hope you're listening, <laughs> baby. Yeah, but I mean, have you been able to buy something for her yourself, or what's something cool that you've done for you? Yeah, I, you know, just the cool things. You able to get? I got my mother care. She's got a full time nurse now, which is just a really big deal in her age. So she didn't want to go to a nursing home. She wanted to stay with the family. So we were able to facilitate that. And for me, you know, I got a, I got another chain on the way. Oh. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> got another chain on the way that's my like, personal problem do you ever worry about expensive chains and jewelry like that that someone might come and just you know no no i don't wear them much and okay. i don't even keep them at the house we drop them off in a security spot every night but really yeah i pick them i just i take all precautions because somebody run up on me this you know it's gonna be channel two four five and 17 happening for sure i'd be very cautious approaching me in any kind of disrespectful manner respectfully okay I, respectfully, I have no idea what channel 24517 means. You know what it means. No. Yeah. I'm what? just saying, we're going to take it where they think it ain't going to go. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? The uh-huh. stuff you think ain't going to happen, it's okay. going to happen. You run up on me acting crazy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? For sure. We're going to take it clean there. God, please, Miss Amy, don't make me I'm a reformed man. I just, everybody just respect my personal bubble. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Jelly if roll. you come in love, I come in love. I don't have problems because I don't walk like a man who wants a problem. I walk like a man who doesn't want a problem. But if somebody wants a problem, no problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but there'll be a problem. <laughs> Jelly Roll, do you know how many tattoos you actually have? I just consider it one. That's how I look at it now. I'm just, I just wear it. So do you have another one in mind that you might add to the one? Yeah, well, you know, I poke on myself all the time. We played Red Rocks the other day, and we all got the – where's your rock at? He's got his rock on his ankle. 
and I got the rock right here. You call it poking on yourself? Well, yeah, but at this point, I'm just, you know, at this, at this point, I'm just looking for little places of skin. Like, let's put a little quokka bear right there. So do you travel with a tattoo artist or you poke yourself? No, 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 dude. We are, um, we're, we have open relationships when it comes to tattoo artists. You know, we're with everybody. We're down for whoever's <laughs> got a needle. And that's part of the reason we all get really bad tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> road life will do that to you. Road, between road and jail, I don't have a good tattoo. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you ever actually done it yourself, though? Oh, yeah. No, I picked on people, and they poked on me. But I'm not a good tattoo. Tari can tattoo. He's pretty good. I'm horrible. I hurt people. I scar people bad. I don't understand. I'm, I'm like the big bear. You know, like when you, you know, I'm going to kiss it and love it and hug it and it kills everything it loves. That's me with anything. I squeeze my wife too hard sometimes. I'm just so excited to see her. So imagine me with a tattoo gun on my friend, and I've had a couple of shots because that's the only reason I would have a tattoo gun in my hand. Well, so what is a just a normal day look like in the life of Jelly Roll? Dude, these days it's a calendar, man. It's insane. I don't know. I wish I had a day where I could do what Jelly Roll wanted to do. I'd well, so walk, up, walk us through. What time do you wake up? Do you have coffee? It varies. I try. I try to wake up. Okay, so I got a tour schedule and a home schedule. Okay, and they don't like each other. Mm. The tour schedule, we stay up till about six, seven in the morning and sleep till like four, and wake up right after sound check and load in. And this way, we can eat breakfast and you know, do our show. What now, is a what is a breakfast at four p.m.? What is that? Oh, it's still breakfast. Breakfast is breakfast, man. Breakfast is a state of mind, not a place in time, Amy. We need to talk about this. You know what I'm saying? This is real now. I got I got to come back more culture. You breakfast is a big deal anytime. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, tell me what do I need to be eating? Oh, good. Well, well, what we need to eat and what I eat are two different things, clearly. <laughs> but what I'm gonna I'm a big eggs and bacon guy. Boy, feed me all the carbs. No, I normally eat like a breakfast burrito. Because okay. normally you're hungover, and it's something about a burrito that'll really, 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 you know, put the tummy to chance. You can see, we got to have something fighting in there, you know? Okay, so that's your road schedule. What is your home life schedule? Straight into dad mode. Wake up early, try to hang out with the kid, get her situated, bang out a couple songs, write a couple songs, hang out with the wife, play video games, smoke a little CBD. Who <laughs> <laughs> Do you... Uh, Okay, not okay. <laughs> okay, so who are who do you, what, you hang, out to hang out with? No, <laughs> that's what she pictured. I'm like, okay, can I go? <laughs> who who are your BFFs? So, like, who are you hanging out with? Uh, when I when I get to actually have some free time, it's normally a lot of guys from my neighborhood. I still hang out with dudes that I grew up with, but uh, in the music business. My my friends are Co Wetzel, Ernest, Brantley. Ernest the most because we're always in downtown ripping and running together. So mm-hmm. Ernest is my boy, boy, mate. I don't have much time to hang out. I've never had a big song. I don't know. If, you know, this is a big deal for me. Still coming here. I'm still as nervous as I was. You know, six months ago. I this. I don't even know what I do anymore. I've had the wildest year ever. When you are uh, in work mode and you're writing songs, you said you maybe bang out three a day. Does that just come super easily to you? Well, for me, it's like here's my inside baseball. I don't, I don't believe in writing a full record. I believe in writing like pieces of different records or ideas and then chasing which one felt the strongest. So like where dudes will sit in a room for three hours and try to hammer out two verses, two choruses and a bridge. 
I would rather spend those three hours just writing three choruses. Well, do you feel like you're still having to work hard to convince people that your country? That You know what? I hope I got to work hard to convince people stuff the rest of my life. That's what I wake up for. Mm. You know, I want to convince everybody that change can happen. You can reform. You can be who you want to be, not who people say you have to be. And I hope I'm convincing people that the rest of my life. The day I got to quit convincing people and I don't get nervous walking into the Bobby Bones show, y'all just won't see me no more anyways. Yeah. I'll sell the catalog and ride off in the sunset, baby. The fat guy goes to the beach to park and start his journey to die of alcoholism. <laughs> well, we definitely love having you here. I feel like you're yeah, you're going to get so big that we're going to have to get your tour writer, see what you need in here whenever you come in so you feel comfortable. <laughs> do y'all do that for people? I mean, we might have to for you. Tell me, who have you done it for? Throw somebody under the bus right now. I, I don't know that. Scuba Steve would know if we've ever had an artist, artist demand anything. No, no Throw him under the bus. Yeah, wildest no one, demand. No one's demanded anything except for like room temperature water. Oh. Mm. Or tea sometimes. I felt, uh, what's his, uh, Hank Williams Jr. demanded tea. <laughs> Yeah, the, he uh, demanded a smoke room, it sounded like, from what oh, I was yeah, watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he wanted to smoke in the building. Which I thought like, was the coolest no. part of his demands. I don't know what else he wanted. But boy, that was one of my favorite moments of 2022. Well, so what, what is on your writer? Oh, like uh, alcohol and Pedialyte. <laughs> Which comes first? Well, we've gotten smart, and we mix them now in real time. Oh. Have you okay. ever had a vodka Pedialyte? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a drink of Pedialyte because you drank too much vodka? I've tried Pedialyte before just because I felt dehydrated, but no, never. When's the last a... time you got blackout drunk? Oh, I, it's been last week? quite some time. No, no, blackout? Me, put I a don't, date on it. I don't, put a date. Put a, give us a year. Um, Blackout, years. But I don't know, 10, five, eight. When's the last time you Seven? got really toasty? T- um, t- what does toasty mean? Define toasty. Oh, this is good. This is good. <laughs> Wait, why are you interviewing me? <laughs> I'm asking you the questions. <laughs> Wait, so tell us why Pedialyte and vodka go so well together. Well, Pedialyte helps with the hangover. Okay. So my wife taught me some of the coolest tricks ever. She taught me the Pedialyte trick and the Alka-Seltzer trick. When you wake up with that rumbling stomach, throw that Alka-Seltzer on there, get right back to drinking. Okay. But the Pedialyte's like, uh, what's it got? Electrolytes. A lot of electrolytes. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be in a lot of sodium that soaks them in. Okay. Just to try to help with rehydration. So we just got guys that'll put a vodka and Pedialyte in there now. So they feel like they're balancing their buzz out while they're doing it in real time. Awesome. I feel like we learn so much from you when you come in. I'm so, so, I'm so, <laughs> thank you, Jelly Every time Roll. I come in, I feel like I'm a science experiment. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Not at all. You're awesome. No, and your live performance was so good. And I can't wait to have you back and hear you perform more. Especially you what you have coming um, next or later in the year. Well, Jelly Roll, always good to see you. Thank you you for having me. Lunchbox, I miss you, baby. Keep them (laughs) butt cheeks clenched. Wish you was here, Bobby. Love you, too. Okay. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Coming in at that number one spot, we talked about the best singers that have stopped by the studio ever. Now, this was all inspired by the Rolling Stones putting out their 200 best singers of all time. Well, we decided to put together our own kind of list. There's no number system in this but discuss the best singers that have been in our studio. And y'all love talking about this and sharing your favorite performances from our show online. So I had to put it in the number one spot here so we could relive some of these. And if you want to see a few snippets of these singers and the times that they performed on the show, you can go to our Instagram or our TikTok at Bobby Bone Show. Those little clips are up there. We gathered them together so you could see over the course of time, the Bobby Bone Show and the people we've had in studio. 
Number one. Okay, a couple things here I wanted to get to. One is the list of the greatest singers of all time, which Rolling Stone did 200. And I'm going to ask you guys about people in the studio in a second. But in these Rolling Stone lists, take them with a grain of salt. They're, they make these lists to be true and controversial. So you'll go, oh, yeah, I agree, but I also disagree. And so it'll just be, it'll be chatter as well. Got so, it. So know that, that sometimes they put people in there to get you talking. So it'll be a viral story. Yeah. Number 10, Al Green. A lot of the Al Green stuff is live, and you can really tell how good he is when they had these live recordings. Oh, but, yeah. But back in the day in the studio, you had to actually sing with the band, and there was there weren't any effects, and it was on tape. Because all of it was so expensive. They're just like, we're going to do it one time, and that's it. And, you know, to be a, a goat, <laughs> oh, like Al is. Green is, he's very goaty, you almost have to be old or dead to be considered that. Otherwise, you're still working. There's a couple newer ones on here, but Otis Redding at number nine. Sitting in the morning sun. Love the song. We don't get to ever see him live, though, so we're like, oh, that's an old person who used to be good. Yeah. Beyonce at eight. I, Beyonce's PR people have just done a great job of making her an icon. Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, is she that good? That's, my, that's what I'm saying. She's a, no, she no, is no, an that's icon. A, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, to I, be number eight on this list. Oh, singing. Like, You're talking about straight vocally. Straight vocally. Like, she's good. But- I feel like they were like, we better put Beyonce or we're going to get crushed by her. <laughs> Beehive. Jay-Z. Yeah. Are, are, have you ever seen her live? Yeah. As Destiny's Child. Did way, you way, hear way back Did she sound awesome? Well, they were good. But I mean. Like, were you just like, oh my goodness, yeah. I'm looking at one of the no, top 10 were, singers of all time. I didn't think that. I'm like, oh my God, in 2023, there's going to be a list of top 10 and I bet she's on it. No. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm sure she's great. I'm, I, but she, to me, is somebody who's awesome. But it's also, I don't get the super hype. Because people put her up there with, in the fame world, of the biggest, like they're like Beyonce, the legend, and I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. I'm missing something, obviously, mm. but I don't get it. I, I, she's awesome for sure, and maybe she just doesn't do what appeals to me, because I would be like David Letterman, the greatest. People are like I don't get it. Well, that guy's a big dork, <laughs> but yeah, to me, Beyonce, a little overrated. Bob Dylan, a little overrated. Ooh, that's crazy And talk. people to me are like, Bob Dylan's a great. Yeah, that's crazy I'm talk. I'm like, a little overrated to me. <laughs> Stevie Wonder at seven. Very Ray Charles at six. Yeah. Yes. I got a woman. You, and back in the day, here's what I'll say. There's also so many from back in the day. You had to be good. They couldn't make you. They couldn't put <laughs> lipstick on a pig yeah, back no then. no auto-tune. Yeah, they couldn't fix it up. So you had more people. Everybody that was making it had to be really good. Where now, some are, some are, because they also know there are other things about the person they can market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had to be really good back then. Mariah Carey at five. There's no doubt Mariah used to be. Yeah. That. Oh, how she yeah. does that? Crazy. You can hit notes. I, I can do it too. But I don't, I'm not on the list. Oh, that sounded just like her, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Billy Holiday at four, old school. Sam Cook at three. Now we're down to the two. And then we'll get to the country and what we've had in the studio. Any guesses, Amy? Whitney Houston? Yeah, I was going to guess Whitney. Number two, yeah. I don't think anybody would argue with that. No. Generational. When you have other singers that we think are, we think of as being very goaty, and they're like, no, 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 it ain't me. It's Whitney. Then you just got to trust them. And then number one. Oh, it's easy. Yeah. 
Miss Tina Turner. Mm-mm. No, no, no. What? Is it male or female? It is a, it is a she. Oh, it's a she. It's not Elvis. Celine Dion. I don't Adele. think anybody oh, thinks Celine Elvis Dion. was the best singer. Really? Oh, no, maybe Celine Celine Dion wasn't. got screwed. She, got, she, she wasn't, wasn't on, on there. Okay, yeah. so Adele? Wow, if it's Adele. It's not Adele. Okay, okay. Uh, They're better than it Beyonce. Been, though. It could have been. It could have been Come Adele on. or it could have been not Elvis. Dolly? No, not Elvis. Aretha Franklin. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course. F-E-C-T, find out what it means to me. Adele's at 22, by the way, we looked at it. Okay. And again, this is just a list of some people hearing it with their ears. And their ears aren't any better than ours. Gosh. Well, I mean, lunch didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lunch <laughs> ears are pretty bad. What do you mean? My ears are pretty good. Nah. I told you. Musically, though, you don't like music. That's yeah, not that important. Yeah. I mean, overrated. sometimes Very. we have some of the most amazing performers in here, and Lunchbox is like not impressive. Hey, he's on his computer. <laughs> Very overrated. While they're singing. <laughs> okay, who has been the best singer oh. in the studio? There's been so many, so it's, many. Hard, it's hard to make a list, right? Same yeah. as this. You're not going to be right or wrong. Oh, you can be. Who is the best singer <laughs> that you've seen, and vocally you're blown away? Amy? Okay, I just, time and time again, it's always flawless. It's Shay Mooney. Yeah, Shay's A+. Plus. Shay's awesome. So much, and Shay's suffering from, he's so good now that people are tired of people saying how good Shay is. Mm. Of Dan and Shay. So, Sorry to end He is that. good. No, I'm just saying that's <laughs> happening to them where they're so good. Yeah. People, have, people say it all the time because they're blown away by them, and they're like, okay, well, we get it. They're so good. Then they start to be penalized. Because they've been good for so long. I mean, but have you ever heard him off? No. No, but I don't think. I mean, I haven't heard him every time he's performed. Yeah, I mean, I, no, but I've never heard him off. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Um, Lunchbox. It's easy. Chris Stapleton. He comes in here and he sounds just like his record. Yeah. Just like his record. He's good. Unbelievable. Really, really good. Really, really good for sure, too. Eddie? He stole mine. I'm going to go Chris Stapleton. I mean, there's just something about his voice. It's the texture. It's texture is a big part of it, It's yeah. so different. And yeah, like he said, it sounds just like it does on the record. And it's flawless. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's texture. I think there <laughs> are people as well no, who, because of their texture, they don't get enough credit for being a great singer. And this wasn't going to be my answer, but Luke Combs is just a really great singer. Yeah. But because of his songs and the style, and he has such a common guy approach, people mm-hmm. don't, they can't really appreciate how... How um, how precise his vocal is, because it's really good. If he were just in a choir singing with, I mean, he's right. He's so you think he's a classically trained singer? I think he was trained in. He sang, sang in college. Wow. So Luke Combs is really good as a singer, not just like as a country music guy. Um, I, you know who blew me away was when King for King and Country came in. Oh yes. yeah, the performance and also the vocal. It was really great. And I remember when they le- – I don't often keep people behind because we have 100 things we're doing every day, many shows, more performances, people are coming in. And I held them for a second and just said, hey, do you guys have a minute? And I was like, I- I'm really blown away by that performance. And I don't – and they wouldn't know I don't do that to everybody because they came in once. I just remember saying, guys, it's – whatever you guys are doing here, like it's different. It's not even the theatrics of the big shows they're doing in, a, in an arena. Like they're right here, or the right. I can touch them. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them. It was so. It, it was so, so pure good. and so good. Yeah. I just was like, this. My my respect for you guys. It's it already was huge, but now it's just it, it's. You know, to the point of I just want them to come back. Mm-hmm. I've called them every day since. They've been. Could busy. they come like every Friday? That'd be I cool. <laughs> um, Brett Eldridge is really good too. Great like, voice in the way oh. of he is. It's distinct. Yeah. So, dude, it's so it's awesome. Pure. Smooth. It's strong. It's not just style, but it just he is a just a great pure voice. 
But yeah, uh, Lauren Elena is really good. Oh yeah. yeah, and she surprises you too when she comes in. Not because you don't expect her to be good, you just don't remember her being that good. But then once she comes back the second time, you're like, oh yeah, I knew she was really good. I just forgot. Carrie Underwood, obviously. Has she ever sang in the studio? I don't no. think she's ever sang. Yes. I would have put her in. I wasn't here. She did. I will always love you with like yeah. eight, one person once. Okay. I, I was here and it was yeah. amazing. It was you, Amy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't here for that one, but never like we all were. But I sang with Carrie once at the Ryman. Yeah. Unbelievable. And we did a duet together. I have the picture in my house, like, I'm going to say face to face. We're like, it, there, was, there was room for the Lord in the middle of us. <laughs> but. We were really close and we're singing and I just remember thinking, oh God, why did I do this? Yeah, she's so good. Because I'm not a good singer, but I can sing good enough to not distract from the comedy that I'm doing. But I'm like, ooh, this is a song about funny stuff. And Carrie's like, huh? And I'm like, oh God, I shouldn't have done this. I, the juxtaposition was just, <laughs> it's awful. I looked, that sounded awful compared to her. It was distracting yeah. then, but it was like an alien was coming out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. And we're lucky that we get to be near all the best. So even if you're really good, we're like, okay, cool. Thank you. See you next time. But every once in a while, somebody hits you and you're like, golly, it's good. Okay. Ray, who do you think? I'm going to come to you too. Yeah, I was the one person in that room for Carrie Underwood and it was amazing. It was the one time doing my job. I didn't feel like a job. I was like, put the, the audio one time aside. Of I'm your enjoy- entire job, of this awesome job you have, it's the one time. <laughs> it's the one time, Ray. <laughs> I mean, it really moved me the way that she sang and she was almost singing just to me. You ever cried because of the performance in here? <laughs> I have once. Uh, oh, I have. Yes. Neil Towns. Oh, yeah. Came in and did Jersey on Jersey the Wall. On the wall. Yes. And I got it. I got to, it, again, we're lucky that we get to be jaded by this stuff sometimes. That we get it so much, it doesn't affect us as much. But I remember Tennille Towns performing and I got like a tear in my eye. It was so moving. Amy, and you ever I, crying? I'm trying to, yes, I have multiple times. No, 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 because of an artist, not just on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of times, Amy. I, I am talking no, about. No, not just today, Amy. I'm talking about. <laughs> I, am, I am talking about performances. But I can't think of specific. I'm trying to That's think okay. of like when Cam was here and she sang Burning House for the first time. That was really I remember good. being very, very moved. I cried because I was like, I picked it right. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. Man. I was moved by me. It was a great decision to me. <laughs> I mean, that, that was awesome. Yeah, Cam was awesome. Uh, Eddie? Any- uh, I don't remember what they sang. I think it was uh, Brothers Osborne and it was mm. right. It was well, week- around route, whenever the, the, t- the shooting in Las Vegas yes. happened, I think anybody could have come in and done anything. We'd have cried because of the moment. That's- that was one memorable moment where I think no matter what they sang, I was crying. Yeah. Uh-huh. But anyone ever come in not attached to a sad thing? Okay. Yeah. It just made you cry. Because her song was sad, but it, we didn't bring her in because we're raising money. Like St. Jude, the stuff gets emotional sometimes sure. too. But I wouldn't count that because that's not just about a performance. It's because of the event. In that case, no, man. I'm, I'll cry. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah, cry. No, no. <laughs> Burp fart football, you know? Lunchbox? Yeah, one person. Okay. Oh, God. Abby Lee Anderson. Because it's so bad. I'll <laughs> cry. Oh, Abby, my. our phone oh, screener. Oh, my. Why does he do that? I don't know. Yeah. Hey, when's Abby singing the national anthem? February 13th. <laughs> Let's go. We got, hey, we got to get tickets to that game. We get, better be fast. They're about to sell out. <laughs> For Abby's national L- anthem. Let me check. I bet you there's plenty of seats available. Oh. Okay, final question. The worst singer in here. Oh, no. no, no. <laughs> Abby we Lee all have the same person. We're like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh who is that one person? No, no, we're done. All right, it, back in a second. It. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. I hope you all have a fabulous weekend, whether you're relaxing, enjoying the new year, or already getting a head start on your resolution. I hope it's a great one. Thanks for hanging out with me. As always, you can find me on all social media, at Morgan. I'd love to talk with you, hang out with you, give you advice on Nashville, whatever it may be. And 
if you can, also follow the show at Bobby Bones Show on all the things, TikTok as well. And BobbyBones.com has even more content up from this week because I can only include seven on the best bits, but there's much more than seven that happened this week. So go check them all out. I love y'all. I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Bye. Yes, Bobby Bones Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.